0: Grab your favorite caffeinated beverage and get cozy because you are listening to Mindful as a Mother with Paige Bruce and Lindsay Adams. Hey, hey, I just wanted to pop on here real quick before the episode starts and give a quick disclaimer. This podcast is not intended to be a substitute for therapy or the therapeutic relationship. And the information given in this podcast is purely for educational purposes and is not intended to replace the advice of a professional. Now that that's out of the way, I really hope you enjoy this episode. Remember to subscribe, rate, and review if you enjoy it because it helps the podcast grow. And don't forget to be peace, be love, be mindful as a mother. Hey, everyone, it's Paige, and I'm here today to talk about closing your stress cycle as an adult and why that's important in parenting. So Lindsay did a great job last episode of talking about what is a stress cycle. Um, If you are new to that term, welcome. It's us. We're here. We're here together. I'm very excited about this episode, so I'm just going to dive right in, and hopefully it makes sense to you guys and where you're at. So the stress cycle, the stress cycle is what happens when we're starting to feel big emotions, okay? So when we talk about the stress cycle is open, we're talking about the fight or flight response, we're talking big emotions. We're not just talking anger, we're talking stress, we're talking um, sadness, okay? And so basically, like Lindsay described in the last episode, our ancient ancestors that we have evolved from, um, when they sense some sort of danger, and this is physical danger. They would enter the fight or flight response. And I'm gonna dig a little more into this with some of the chemicals involved. Um, we have evolved. So when they had their evolutionary, oh my God, there's a dinosaur chasing us. Then they their body started to prep them. We're gonna shut down non-essential systems. We don't need to be digesting whatever we just forage. We need to be pumping all of our blood and energy into our muscles to get ready to run, or we're gonna hide. We're gonna slow everything way down to focus on what's most important, and that is survival. So today, you and I can sense danger in a lot of ways. You'll hear me talk about this multiple times if you go over our different episodes, but we can sense physical and emotional danger. The brain does not decipher. Danger is danger. So when we're having an intense emotional experience or response or a big stressor, life is full of stress, we're gonna kick into the fight or flight response. When you are in the fight or flight response, your brain releases a special cocktail of chemicals. And I refer to this in the metaphor of being drunk. So (laughs) your body is flooded with cortisol and adrenaline. Okay, and now it is drunk, we are getting ready to fight or flight. Some things that people don't know about the fight or flight response is in your life if you've experienced a lot of stressors and this is why we talk about trauma big t's and little t's all trauma floods your body with this chemical it gets drunk okay the more often and frequently you experience drinking of these chemicals right your body being flushed with these chemicals from your brain the longer you stay drunk the harder it is to get sober okay and the faster you get drunk Okay, so if you have experienced a lot of stressors, the chance that you will get to fight or flight rapidly increases. The more you're in fight or flight, the faster that that's the response. Okay, and then the more you're in fight or flight, the longer you stay drunk, because it takes a long time to metabolize. Your body has to metabolize all of these chemicals that it has released, all these hormones it has released, before you can be back in your, like, logical mind, okay? So that's the first thing I want you to know. So when we talk about the stress cycle, we're talking about something happened, your stress is open, you're in the fight or flight response. And so what a lot of us, and Lindsay talked about this last episode, what a lot of us haven't done is been able to practice a way to signal to our body that the stress cycle has ended, right? We wait for our body to metabolize. Have you ever had a really intense emotional experience and then you're exhausted? afterwards like you're finally coming off of it and now you're just exhausted maybe you have a headache one of my kids when she gets really emotional when she's done she gets a headache and that's because of those the hormones and chemicals are coming out like we're metabolizing them we're coming off of that high of the fight or flight response okay so you're in the stress cycle We've probably experienced a stress cycle often or we're experiencing it repeatedly. And so we haven't found a way to signal our bodies that this is done, we're done. So you take yourself out of the stress response. Hey, the reason that this is important is because if you don't find a way to signal to your body that you're out of the fight or flight response, it's adding chronic stress to your existence Okay, hey, that emotional energy is living in your body. It's adding to the stress on your body. And so what they found through a bunch of research that I, can, I cannot quote right now because I don't have it with me, but if you want it, DM me, I'll find it for you. So if you don't, it can lead to um, increased blood pressure, problems with your digestion, um, autoimmune disease, chronic health. Hey, when you are in the fight or flight response, you are shutting down non-essential systems. So we're not worried about digestion, okay? We're not worried about all of those other things. We're worried about survival. And again, our brains cannot identify between physical and emotional survival. So things I want you to know, this is a totally natural biological response. It has a beginning and a middle and an end. And if we can move all the way through it, we can stay healthier, and more regulated. So the problem isn't that we're experiencing the stress cycle. The problem is that we're getting stuck in the stress cycle and it's leading to burnout. And I apply burnout in a lot of different ways. I apply it professionally. I apply it um, in parenting world. I apply it to different roles that we participate in. So we're getting stuck. And if you're getting stuck, then you're getting you're experiencing a level of burnout because you're in the middle of the stress response and you're not giving your body an opportunity to to come out of it. One of my clients actually recently, we were discussing this concept and she was like, it's like a sink. And I love this. It's like a sink. So I plug the drain, I'm in fight or flight, I fill the sink up, but now I haven't unplugged the drain. I haven't ended any of the stress response and I'm continuing to experience the stress. So now it's just overflowing. I haven't given my body an opportunity to drain the sink before I fill it up again. And I'm just overflowing all over the place. And this is a phenomenal metaphor, guys. This is exactly what we experience, and exactly what we experience parents too. Because, especially if you're in a stage of reparenting, and when I talk about reparenting, I'm talking about doing things differently than they were done for you. I'm talking about trying to manage your anger by not losing your cool. I'm talking about having to relearn different responses to what your kids are doing or finding new triggers of things that they're doing that are setting you off. Hey, our sink is filling up. And if we don't unplug the drain, we we will just overflow all over the place with a bunch of water damage and a ton of mold, I'm sure. Okay? So, This is why it's important to just understand in general what the stress cycle is and why it's important to signal to your body that we're closing it. The stress cycle is done, we're unplugging the drain. Hey, one of my favorite ways to unplug the drain is involuntary and that's crying. It doesn't matter what intense intense feeling I'm having, I will cry, not by choice, makes me cry. (laughs) Okay, so some ways we talked about as a parent, uh, Lindsay talked about brief examples you can use with your kids to help signal the end of a stress cycle and maybe being intuitive to what they need. I want to talk about how to end that stress cycle for you. We already talked about why it's important in a little bit of the science, but how to end that stress cycle for you. The more that you're able to signal to your body the end of a stress cycle and create some distance, right? We are going to drain the sink. That means we have more capacity to fill the sink next time, right? Before we're overspilling it and all over the place. So if you don't give your body an opportunity to release that pent-up stress from the stress cycle and those emotions, right, emotion exists as energy in your body, you're not going to be giving it new space for the next event, okay? Your body doesn't have it, so you're going to be spilling over much faster and more intensely than you would probably like. I'm going to talk about the vagus nerve, okay, and this is all important in parenting because why We're triggered multiple times a day. And if we don't find ways to end the stress cycle, we won't be the parents that we want to be. it will be much harder. And it doesn't mean you're broken. There's nothing wrong with you. You're not a bad parent, but you haven't drained your sink. This is a biological response that you cannot change. So just drain your sink. So you'll have an increased capacity to handle what's coming next. Okay. So when we talk through the fight or flight response, we're going to talk about how to Fruit sense your body basically we're going to tell our body how to move out of it like we're safe now so there's something called the vagus nerve i'm not a doctor i'm a therapist so this is what i know of the vagus nerve okay so the vagus nerve um runs from basically the base of your brain down through the bottom of your spine and actually really cool fact is that vagus um comes from a specific term a Latin word for wandering, and that's because it wanders throughout your body, so it has a wide dis- distribution connecting the brainstem through different parts of your body, okay, the vagus nerve is also one of the reasons why when we're having an intense anxiety response, some people will get butterflies, like we're nervous, right, okay, even if it's a good stress, we're nervous or we're excited, we get butterflies in our tummy, we are still experiencing a stress response. And you're feeling it in your digestive system because the vagus nerve runs down your back, is included in all of that. It also helps um, with your immune system and your inflammation response, okay? So vagus nerve, what you need to know, it's the wandering nerve, basically, from the base of your brain to the base of your uh, uh, spine. There we go, spine, there's the word. Okay, we want you to have a healthy stress response and become resilient. So we want you to stimulate your vagus nerve to have healthy vagal tone. When you have healthy vagal tone, you have increased emotional regulation, better connection, better and better physical health. You'll be able to be more resilient to pull yourself through trauma and trouble. And so basically you'll be able to drain your sink. Oh, your sink will be mostly drained. Who knows, maybe you'll be unplugged most of the time. And so your capacity will increase exponentially. Okay, you're more likely to be successful in your parenting goals and with life in general, because life is wild. So vagus nerve, what you need to know, a lot of people think, oh, I'm going to use my brain to tell my body to stop doing all this stuff. When in reality, 80% of the communication on the vagus nerve happens from our body to our brain. So when your therapist, counselor, friends, or people just like out here living in the world, are telling you to take deep breaths or to try all these weird things, there's a reason. 80% of the communication that happens on your vagus nerve is from your body to your brain. So we need to signal your body to move out of that physiological response of the fight or flight, to drain your sink, so you can have the capacity to be the parent that you want to be, okay? So anytime your brain perceives a threat, it's going to trigger the fight or flight response. It's going to do everything it can to get you out of out of danger. Your vagus nerve helps you remain calm when you're stressed and to know when you're no longer in danger. It helps you rest and digest. I'm gonna say that again. Your vagus nerve helps you rest and digest, right? We're digesting that cocktail that made us drunk. And so what we're doing is we are going to stimulate the vagus nerve through a bunch of different ideas. I'm gonna walk you through some because I think it's very important that as an adult you understand these concepts. I am a huge believer in education makes an impact. So once you know this information and you can use it on reparenting yourself, understanding yourself, controlling yourself, modeling these skills, you can show up as the parent you wanna be to model these skills for your kiddos. So we talk about increasing your vagal tone or stimulating your vagus nerve through grounding or mindfulness and breath work. And there are other ways to do that too. Um, first, before I walk into these exercises that I'm going to do, I'm gonna I'm gonna verbalize them. Hopefully you guys will understand it, okay. Um I want to read this quote by psychologist Glenn Doyle, who hopefully you guys have heard of, if not, look him up. Um, Dr. Glenn Doyle just wrote a book and it is wonderful. Um, Untamed is what it is. I love it. Okay, here we go. And I said them, not him, because I'm trying to practice uh, my neutral pronouns. Okay, so here's the quote. The vagus nerve is deeply plugged into our heart our guts and our voice. Whenever we turn inward to check in with our true feelings, to check in to our intuitive wisdom or to find our true expressiveness, we're lighting up the vagus nerve. Whenever our face reflects what we're really feeling or experiencing, the vagus nerve is at work. Whenever we plug into the rhythms of ourselves or the world around us, we're lighting up the vagus nerve. So however you stimulate the vagus nerve, you are tapping into mindfulness and coming home to yourself. So a lot, of, a lot of us have been conditioned to not honor, respect, acknowledge, or validate the emotions we're experiencing. When you take the time to acknowledge and verbalize the emotions you're experiencing with that authenticity, you are stimulating your vagus nerve. That's another reason why we tell you guys to do that. We tell you to teach your kids to do that. or are giving them a healthy bagel tone. Okay. So if we are not signaling our body to move physiologically out of this response, it builds in our body. And that's when we start to see a lot of symptoms. Okay. Um, and it's almost like magic. So I have a client who was experiencing specific symptoms. Um, and we talked about an increase of stress in their life recently. And it had gone up. A ton, and they were having physical symptoms that they could not control. So, I taught them an exercise in session um, while they were experiencing these symptoms that stimulated their vagus nerve, and immediately their body started to calm. It wasn't nearly as intense. Hey, it's because we were signaling the vagus nerve that we are safe now. Like, hey, body to brain, 80% of communication, body to brain, we're good. So, I'm going to walk through a few of these exercises. And then I will uh, talk about the importance of stimulating your vagus nerve in parenting, okay? So basic exercise to reset your ventral vagus nerve. You ready? We're gonna lie on our back, interweave our fingers on both hands and place them behind our head. And then without turning your head, Look to the right. And then stay there until you spontaneously yawn or swallow. And then when you do that, return to the neutral state with your head nice straight. Then repeat on the other side. So again, we're laying on our back. Our, interweave our fingers on both hands and place them behind our head without turning our head. We look to the left. And we're going to do this until we spontaneously yawn or we spontaneously swallow. I'm actively doing this with you guys right now and I can feel some tension in my eyeball. As you do this, just pay attention to the sensations in your body. Like what's happening? My eyes feel strained. I actually feel some release of tension in my back. Kind of feel it in my sinuses too. Just As you can tell, it takes a while. We're resetting. Whew. Okay. So these exercises, if you're interesting, that I'm going to walk you through are in Accessing the Healing Power of the Vagus Nerve by Stanley Rosenberg. sure you can find it on Amazon. I'm going to tell you to support your local libraries and do it through there. (laughs) Um, It's not very expensive. It's about $14 for a paperback on Amazon. I'm still feeling the effects of that. Sorry. Um, But so some of these exercises are in there. Okay. And in the book, Rosenberg says that the reason you move your eyes is that there is a direct neurological connection between the eight suboptical muscles and the muscles that move our our eyeballs so between our ventral vagal and the muscles that move our eyeballs there's a direct connection how bizarre is that okay that's one of them i'm going to talk you through the half salamander exercise and then i'm going to talk about some other non-conventional ways that we're going to work on stimulating the vagus nerve that you can use in the moment Okay, the half salamander. So eyes look right without turning your head and then tilt your head right to to your right shoulder. So don't turn your head, but look your eyes to the right and then tilt your head to the right. And then hold that for 30 to 60 seconds. I'm not gonna do the whole 30 or 60 while you're on the pod because I'm sure that you have other things to do. But practice this today. Okay, and then eyes and head straight back to neutral. Then I'm gonna do the same thing on your left side. So eyes look left without turning your head. Tilt it to the shoulder and hold for 30 to 60 seconds. And then return to neutral. He also has one called the full salamander exercise. I encourage you to Look into that. So how to tell if you are in fight or flight, if you feel like you are emotionally on edge, emotionally unstable, emotionally everywhere, your emotions are in control, stimulate your vagus nerve. Hey, okay, if you feel like you are 100% in your emotional mind and emotions are driving you, stimulate your vagus nerve. Sometimes we exist in fight or flight for so long that we don't know how or when to check in with ourselves to be like, oh, I've been in fight or flight. And as a therapist, as somebody who's been doing this for years, it still takes me, sometimes it'll be days. I'll be like, oh, (laughs) I've been really stressed for three days straight. I'm gonna need to do this now. Okay, here's an example. I had some um, inner parent wounds unearthed, okay? I had some parental wounds unearthed Concerning my relationship with my father. And in the moment I was like, oh, hey, you know what? Things are fine. It's fine. I can handle this information. Basically, it was, it was another stint of how I'm not good enough, how I'm going know it all. All the things like not, not speaking into me. So all the things that I lived as a kid, being unearthed, did not realize that I had been triggered. The next day I found myself continually thinking about it. Um, if I had tried to start, so here's another thing that I know about myself. If I am triggered, I try to process, and by process, I mean tell the same story over and over again. And I recognize that the same people probably don't want to hear the same story. So I try to seek out other safe people and tell them the same thing over again that this experience happened. <laughs> okay. So with that, and then when I was talking about the experience, I would feel the need to cry. So I was like, look. Like, I'm not not feeling emotionally well. I feel like a lot of this stuff was dug up that I did not anticipate being brought up, which is which is life, right? So I needed to stimulate my vagus nerve. Here's the thing. If you don't move yourself out of fight or flight, you won't move out of fight or flight. It'll be easier to get into fight or flight the next time. This is what I need you to know. Hey, If you don't drain your sink you can't put much more water in it before it, it overflows like emotionally we're overflowing okay you need to drain your sink same thing in parenting which is why we tell you to take a break and give yourself compassion because in parenting i'm when i am not emotionally well i am not a patient parent i do not show up as the parent i want to be aside from that if i'm triggered by my kids and i'm upset and I don't have an opportunity to drain my sink, I am not showing up as the parent I wanna be. I am not able to show up for them to help them work through stuff. That's when I turn into the, go to your room until you stop crying parent, which yes, I've done that, or I do that. It's not what I want to be doing, but I can't handle it because I haven't drained my sink. Or I can't be the mediator between my kids fighting, or I have less empathy, When they're hurt, and I'm like, it's not a big deal. Stop crying. I don't want to hear this right now. Yes, I have said those things because I am human and I am a parent and I only have a little sink. Okay? So here I am. We're going to walk through something called diaphragmic breathing. This is breath work. Lindsay talked about this. Again, it's important to be able to learn this stuff for yourself because until you learn it for yourself, you cannot model it and show up for your kids the way that you want to to help them have a healthy vagal tone, to help them be able to work through things. So diaphragmic breathing essentially is when you are filling up your belly with air is how we phrase it, not your lungs, belly. So also I work with kids, so that's why I talk weird sometimes. <laughs> if you don't know that yet, welcome. So we're gonna talk about um, a version of diaphragmic breathing where we're counting by fours. Hey, if you've never done this before, it's not easy. Breathing sounds easy, but it's not. Because if if you haven't done it, even I struggle with it because I don't practice it regularly. Okay, so what I want you to do is I want you to breathe in through your nose. And when you're breathing in, focus on filling up your belly. Like your belly button is gonna balloon. You're blowing up a balloon. Your belly button is gonna be so far away from your spine because it's so full of air. Okay, imagine the air going in through your nose, down your throat, filling up your belly while you count to four. I'm going to do it right now and then you hold it for four hold that inflated belly balloon for four counts and then exhale four counts and when you exhale you are deflating your belly balloon your belly button is getting as close to your spine as you can you're imagining the air going up through your throat and out of your mouth okay do that as many times as you need. When we're starting this and you're sitting up straight, it can be really hard to figure out how to inflate your belly, like make it as big as possible, especially in um, a social structure that values like thin toned abs. Well, guess what? That doesn't help us uh, stimulate our vagus nerve. So we're going to push out our bellies like we're six months pregnant and it's full of air and tacos and whatever else we want to fill it with. Tacos are my favorite. Okay, so if you are having a hard time doing this while sitting up, go ahead and lay down. Practice it while you lay down. Okay. Um, humming, singing, or gargling. So if you don't wanna hum or sing, that's cool. You can gargle, but all three of those things stimulate your vagus nerve. Okay, so I want you to stimulate your vagus nerve. Uh, 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 even that one I do that one a lot I don't know if anyone else does that but if I'm really frustrated sometimes I just go uh, actually some of my kids started doing that so maybe it's less fun but stimulate your vagus nerve signal to your body it's safe now we're going to work through this we're going to let let strain our sink okay connection feeling safe and secure to the people you feel connected to will help you be calmer and more positive. When you feel safe and secure, you are stimulating your vagus nerve. Okay, there's a whole bunch in the list, um, including yoga or like stretching, positive self-talk. Okay, but what I one I really enjoy teaching is called the diving reflex. Raise your hand if you've heard that. No, okay, I'm gonna tell you. So the diving reflex, Think about it like you're diving into water, right? Your body goes through this whole physiological response. Like, I'm not going to breathe and it's going to be cold. So you need cold exposure, your diving reflex. So if you're getting real desperate, you're like, I just can't shake this anxiety. I can't do this. Hop into the shower, take a like 30 seconds or 10 seconds, actually is probably all I last. 10 seconds of a cold shower and then turn it to normal. Okay, you stimulated your vagus nerve with the diving reflex. Splash cold water on your face put ice cubes in a Ziploc bag and hold it to your face, ice cold towel on the back of your neck. We're gonna do any kind of cold exposure to stimulate your vagus nerve and kind of shock your body, right? Out of that physiological fight or flight response. They're like, oh, splash this water on my face so I can drain my sink, okay? So those are ways for you to stimulate your vagus nerve. And when you stimulate your vagus nerve, you are signaling an end of the stress cycle you're stimulating, you are being like body, we good girl, let's drain the sink and let's chill. What I want you to know is the more often that you practice these skills stimulating the vagus nerve, the more often you will drain your sink and the more capacity you will have to show up as the parent and person that you want to show up as. Because if your sink is full, it will overflow with emotions the next time someone turns on the faucet. The next time you turn off the fo- on the faucet or the next time someone talks about your dad and how much he's disapproving of all your life choices, turns on the faucet. Hey guys, I hope this was helpful. If there's anything that I hope you take away from this, it's that if we are not taking the time to teach our body how to drain our sink, we will not have the capacity to take anything else on. It doesn't mean things aren't coming. The faucet will turn on and we can't always predict when it will be turned on. But if you don't want to have the emotional flooding, the over the flooding of the sink, we need to teach our body how to drain it. if you are parenting and you are feeling like emotionally, I can't take another day. I can't handle another tantrum. I don't have the empathy I'm looking for. I can't stop yelling. I'm not as present or as patient as I want to be. I want you to practice draining your sink. Find an activity and teach your body to drain the sink. The more that you practice being unplugged, the more that that will be your body's natural response. I pick an affirmation for myself almost every day. you know me, you know, I'm not super consistent with things because consistency is a trap. Um, but One of them for me is that I have control over my emotions, this is my affirmation. I have control over my emotions. I have control over my anxiety and stress because I am naturally a very anxious person. I've experienced a lot of faucets. My sink has spent a lot of time being full. And so this is something that I need to practice also, that I continually practice. And when you're able to do these things for yourself, you have a greater capacity to show your kids how to do them. A greater capacity to show up for your kids like you want, to yell less, to be more understanding, to be compassionate, to increase your patience. That's one of the things that I get asked most often. How can I be more patient? How can I yell less? Hey, stress is stress. Take the time to unplug your sink. Because if you don't, and the faucet turns on, you will flood. And flooding is not the parent that you want to be. Thanks for coming to Mindful as a Mother podcast. If you'd like more of us and Mindful as a Mother, you can find Paige at Instagram, at Parenting with page and Lindsay at linds underscore adams lcsw. Find us on TikTok, Instagram, and in our Facebook group, Creating Community and Smashing Parental Stigma, Embracing Mindful Motherhood and Positive Parenting. Thanks so much and see you next time.